Record your podcast through two tin cans and a piece of string. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. God. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie. And today, I have been genetically recombined with a bird that has a superpower, but it's only 2%, just like the smallest amount. And the bird that I have been genetically recombined with is an acid breath bumblebee hummingbird oh that's a good one (laughs) that's a lot of syllables (laughs) i think a bumblebee hummingbird is an actual thing i I think so too (laughs) it's the first time ever a real bird but i just breathe acid (laughs) yeah like a real bumblebee hummingbird. Bum- aren't bumblebee hummingbirds like the smallest bird? Hold on. I should have looked They're this up They're extremely before. tiny. I they have, have no idea. They have beautiful fuchsia throat feathers. Oh my god. They're so tiny. They're so tiny. Endemic to Mexico. But wow. have been seen as vagrants in the United States. Dang. It weighs 2 to 2.7 grams. Whoa. <laughs> That's <Aww>. tiny. <laughs> it's not even a snack. <laughs> I, I'm not going to eat a yeah. hummingbird. Oh so my God. I would argue most hummingbirds are barely even a snack. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Even if I was small, that would barely even be a snack, though. Yeah. You probably don't want to eat this one either because uh, it just <laughs> is it like. acid. Yeah. It's like delicately sipping nectar and then it turns around oh. and just spits acid at you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Good defense. Good defense. Yeah. Birds have spent too long not spitting acid. Yeah. As a defense mechanism. I agree. Uh, anyway, that's who I am. What about you guys? Uh, well, I don't breathe acid, but my name is Sam, and I am genetically recombined with a virtual notebook barn owl. Wow. Okay. A notebook barn owl. Yeah. That's fun. And it's virtual. And it's virtual. Virtual. A virtual monster. I know we don't talk about Harry Potter on this show, but a virtual yeah. notebook barn owl seems like something that would be in the like next generation. They've come into the future. Yeah, Harry Potter version of that world. Yeah, yeah. I well, that, yeah. I I don't think so because I feel like J.K. Rowling would never bring yeah. them into the future. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, she did make them stop. Um, shitting themselves and start using plumbing oh my so god that's true that. <laughs> the fact yeah. lives rent free in my head oh yeah. no your roman empire <laughs> your roman empire no. no i think i think about the roman empire more than i think about vampire shit vampire, vampire, vampire. and wizard i apparently i think about vampire shit more than i thought apparently. i did <laughs> All I was going to say oh is that a virtual, what was it, vampire barn owl? No, no a, virtual... a virtual notebook barn owl. <laughs> yeah, a virtual notebook barn owl feels like your best friend in a, like, 2000s kids video game. Like, you're like, mm. learn 
how to spell and augustus like rabbit the virtual barn owl holding a notebook will be like well done you spelled 16 correctly wow <laughs> <That's where I'm... laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a game you get in a cereal box no it's the vampire <laughs> oh sam's still dying over that <laughs> The best thing in this podcast is when we can make Sam crack up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We did it so early. Yeah. What do we have to shoot for? Oh my god. I've had too much caffeine today. That might be why. That might be why. I'm so sorry. No, I'm going to take credit for my epic Yeah, no, that was really funny. (laughs) Your epic shit? What? (laughs) Yeah. I said what I said, and I meant it exactly the way I said it, for sure. I don't want to talk about poop anymore so how about you who have done this crime say who you are (laughs) uh i hate what i have brought to this (laughs) podcast today yeah my name is hannah and the two percent of me that isn't thinking about unmentionables (laughs) has been recombined with a banshee early stork which whoa (laughs) It's just like a non-comprehensible combination of words. Yeah. But Banshee Early sounds like she belongs in a Western movie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's fair. So does Early Stork, honestly. That's a good point. All of it is <laughs> very Western, yeah. 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 Early Stork is like the a dude, like an old dude. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Banshee Early is... I don't know, his niece. <laughs> yeah, rootin' tootin' gunslingin' yeah. lady. <laughs> yeah, we, clearly we know a lot about the Western <laughs> genre here. <laughs> uh, you may notice none of us have ever mentioned a Western in our What Are We Currently Reading section. Um, no, no, <laughs> never. The closest I've read to a Western is like two Nora Roberts books. <laughs> Probably. Mm. I have one on hold at the library currently, but I don't think it counts as a Western because I think it's just a romance, but with cowboys. Wow. Close enough. Yeah. So I don't know. I did read that librarian Western novella. What was it? Something wanted? Was that? No idea, Sophie. Librarian, no idea what you're talking about. No, you know which book it oh, is. No, I do. Upright Women Wanted. Upright Women Wanted oh, is I a western. That. Yes, oh, yeah. is it? And it's yeah, a novella. Okay. It's like a oh. yeah, a dystopian future novella, but also you feel good about it. <laughs> I think the closest I've come to a western is the uh, the eleventh hour <laughs> podcast, the Adventure Zone graphic <laughs> novel adaptation. <laughs> Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. That's that. fine. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of experience. Anyway, the reason we're talking about Westerns is because we're reading a book. Uh, sorry, I got briefly distracted there thinking about a Western, but it's just about a bunch of vloggers in LA. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, tell me more. Technically true. I don't know. I haven't written it yet. Um, okay. Anyway, the reason 
we've been genetically recombined with birds, which oh. happened a while ago now in this episode. <laughs> but the reason we're talking about it is, of course, we are reading Maximum Ride, The Angel Experiment, Whoa. the book about the bird kids who have been Whoa. genetically recombined. So um, that's all you need to know, really. But otherwise, we read four chapters this week again. So how about you guys tell us what happened in them? Well, chapter 109, the flock is approached by some wingnut random dude to get makeovers. <laughs> and so that's what they do, apparently. And then we move on to part six, which is called Who's Your Daddy? Who's Your Mama? Which I Yuck. hate yeah. so much. Yuck. Why, JP? Why? Why? <laughs> Anywho, uh, the kids get their makeovers. Gasman is now basically a boy band member. And Fang is a full-blown emo aesthetic. So that's that. That's all that happens. <laughs> I mean, they, yep. fl- they fly off, I think, at some point. But, you know, the makeovers. <laughs> The makeovers. They get makeovers. Yeah, they fly off an hour and a half away from Manhattan, and then they land on an isolated piece of shoreline somewhere where they hang out on the beach, play with hermit crabs, eat chocolate chip cookies, and Fang drops the bombshell that they could just stop trying to find answers and go about and live their lives. That's all. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Dramatic. (laughs) Dramatic. That's the book. Yep. Happy ending. We're done. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Close it up. And then that oh, was the God. end of the book. It was weird. That was they the end of the book. There. <laughs> Happily ever after, living on the beach. As someone who like lives near the ocean on the east coast of North America, when they were like, oh, we could stay on this beach forever. I was like, you are going to get so cold. Oh, my God. You're going to get yeah. hit by so many hurricanes. <laughs> I just squeezed my stress ball so hard that it exploded all over me (laughs) oh Oh my god (laughs) there's orbies all over my floor (laughs) okay (laughs) technical difficulties music insert here I can't believe you stressed your stress ball to death. <laughs> I was, didn't think I was that stressed. Apparently you are. Wow. You, were, you were so stressed by the idea of spending <laughs> the rest of your life on a beach. I would be so cold. I can't even tell where the Orbeez squirted out of this stress ball. Where would you even <laughs> go to the bathroom? <laughs> where would I go to? Well, there's lots of rocks, so I could squat behind a rock. Yeah. Listen, as the resident piss man, I am well acquainted to (laughs) peeing outside. Did that joke make it into the podcast before? Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's fine. I was like, if you want to keep talking about it. No, I'm just a little befuddled. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Okay, we were talking about the beach. Yeah. I, I mean, I am an inside person. So the idea of being outside with no inside ever stresses me out. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I don't like I don't think anybody wants to be outside forever. <laughs> I think some people probably do. Yeah, there's I, I think a few people. Those people like make shelters. <laughs> That's true. I guess the bird kids could make a shelter. I guess yeah. they could. They have a lot of weird skills. Maybe they watched the like Robinson Crusoe at some point. <laughs> 
before we talk about the beach, though, before we get to the beach episode, I literally, I don't have, like, much to say, but because Sam brought it up, I wanted to appreciate that my first thought also went to how much all of the boys now looked like <laughs> band members <laughs> yeah. from yeah. 2005. I, um, yeah. my brain legitimately went that gas man is now a member of O-Town and I don't know why it was O-Town. <laughs> I think it was because they had that like traditional, all of them had like bleached hair and like that <laughs> spiked up look. And so I was just like, okay, so gas man is a member of O-Town now. Great. Cool. Cool. <laughs> love that. Uh, this is incredible. Truly our brains were formed in the same era because I have six <laughs> tabs open of different of bands. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, no, not O Town because I don't think I listened to O Town. I don't oh know who O Town is. Oh my god, you didn't listen to the masterpiece <laughs> that was Liquid Dreams? No, I didn't. And it's what? about exactly what you think it is. Oh no! <laughs> I don't yeah. think Gasman can legally be in that band. I know, <laughs> but I was like eight years old and listening to this goddamn oh, band because oh, no. that's like that—that that was the song, and they were Uh-oh. marketed. T- the kids it was bad that that was b44 for me where they have a song called get down oh yeah also (laughs) what you expect yeah (laughs) oh no no i was trying to remember because so specifically right so the boys are described as like gas man has like bleach blonde hair now in parts and spiked a classic look oh and the tips are dyed blue blue yeah blue frosted tips blue frosted tips fang is i think gerard way or the guy from panic at the disco or (laughs) yeah any of those like emo look yeah yeah, classic emo look with short hair except for the long one in the front but he gets it dyed yes uh, so it looked exactly like a hawk's plumage yeah which is great i also have a thought about that which is that i'm really annoyed because this book says like oh his hair got dyed to look like a hawk's plumage and then there's a mercedes lackey book where characters get their (laughs) hair dyed to look like feathers and i'm like i'm so annoyed at authors putting this in books when it's like not possible in real life (laughs) because i want it (laughs) (laughs) stop doing it i want hair that looks like that (laughs) but iggy was the one that sent me on my dive into 2005 bands because Iggy has his blonde hair dyed with dark tips like a reverse Uh frosted tips Uh (laughs) and it's just because I started my journey on the Wikipedia page for frosted tips (laughs) um, (laughs) which exists first of all and second of all well okay 1.5 of all it lists a bunch of um notable people who had frosted tips which is very funny to me yeah (laughs) yeah justin timberlake aaron carter zach afron guy fieri obviously Mm -hmm. the the king um anyway there's more of them but then the next part says other variants such as thawed tips where dark highlights are applied i didn't even know that was a thing it's not i can't find it anywhere oh okay (laughs) like i i cannot find it exists only in this Wikipedia page, as far as I can tell. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so anyway, that was disappointing, because I did want to try and find... I could have sworn that I could picture a man from a band who had, like, blonde hair with dark tips. I cannot figure out who I'm thinking of. Um, mm-hmm. Because I looked up Billy Joe Armstrong, who I thought had it, but he just had black hair yeah. and then blonde hair. Yeah. 
Mm. I looked up Sum 41. He also just had blonde hair. Uh, I looked up Blink-182. Nothing there. <laughs> like, literally, I have, like, six pages. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it before. Like, I, I, that's not, yeah, it's not a thing. Right? Like, I swear there was, like, a bassist that had it, but I don't know the names of any bassists. So it's fine. I'll figure it out one day. <laughs> I'll report back. Yeah, the only one I can think of is Pete Wentz, and he was, like, full emo. Like, that's what Fang looks yeah. like right now. Yeah. I just Googled Thawed Tips to try to find a picture of it, and I got a lot of images of defrosting meat. Yeah, that's what oh, also that's happened awful. to me. <laughs> yeah. Tips for thawing your meat. No, that's I not what I wanted. That. I was like, that's, that's not, <laughs> that's not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's my fun fact. Uh, I really thought I, I had... I had finished doing this and then I kept reading the <laughs> chapters and then I was like oh my god what if it was Smash Mouth and then I went to go look at Smash Mouth it still wasn't no, Smash Mouth yeah. but oh. um, I'm just thinking of men with frosted tips <laughs> yeah don't forget that Iggy also got his ear pierced yeah. Oh, yeah which adds to the look yeah it's incredible this look that and I mean with that, that's not even going into the girls who just have Avril Lavigne aesthetics <laughs> yeah yeah Nudge gets her super curly hair, gets blow-dried, perfectly straight, cut in layers, and then highlighted. Yep. Which is cute. Yeah. And then Max gets some kind of bob or pixie cut with uh, pink highlights. Yeah. Which is also like a fun, as you said, Avril Lavigne vibe, except <laughs> they're trying to like be inconspicuous. Well, I think they're trying to look not like themselves. Yeah, sorry. Like, at the moment, they're like, hell yeah, makeover, make us look completely different. And then in uh, the next couple chapters, they're like trying to be inconspicuous, like going grocery shopping. Right. I mean, (laughs) I would argue that like looking more like a person would in 2005 rather than a scruffy, unkempt lab experiment, maybe would help but yeah i think i think it's gasman specifically that's throwing me off yeah the blue tips the blue the blue tips a are lot. yeah giving me a, a, a problem <laughs> yeah because i sort of wanted to get a mental image of the 2005 hairs obviously by my journey um mm-hmm. so i did just yeah. look up women's hairstyles also from 2005 like no other signifiers just 2005 women's hairstyles and Uh there's a picture of jennifer aniston from like later in friends and unfortunately it is like a short bob with highlights and i'm like i think this is what max looks like now yeah i think you're right yeah that was like the iconic hairstyle then like people literally call that the jennifer aniston Yeah. yeah Yeah. Was so. that even in the early 2000s? I thought that was mostly a 90s thing, but I could be wrong. Uh, when was Friends on? I like. I don't didn't know. Friends go into the early? I think it's like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Okay. I th- I think. I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to look it up. It's fine. Um, we can no. be wrong. Yeah, for sure. Did Angel <laughs> get a makeover? I didn't see it. I guess I could have just missed it. Didn't she have a blue fluffy jacket on? Yes. So she, after they get their hairdo and makeup, and in one case, piercing makeovers, they go to a thrift store to buy clothes. 
Uh, Angel Angel wants to buy a tutu and a fluffy blue fleece jacket. But I don't know if they did a makeover on her. I also don't know, like, how acceptable it is to do, like, a dye job on a six-year-old. Isn't there something about, like, children's hair you're not supposed to dye it? Oh, yeah, Although maybe. they did it to Gas Man, so. Yeah, but I feel like an eight-year-old, eight-year-old boys have gotten yeah lots of dyed hairs. <laughs> I was yeah. like, don't tell the pageant moms you can't do that. All Whoa. them turning their children. <laughs> True. Brunette, or their brunettes blonde. There are a lot of things that I would tell pageant parents not to do. Yeah. Well, to be fair. Pageants. Putting your kids in pageants. pageants is in one, general. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is odd to me. Yeah. The only other thing I had to say about this is that um, Ambush Makeover was a real show. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't think it was like the same thing, really. Like, I think they ambush people on the streets, but mm-hmm. then you go to the like salon and okay. go get an outfit and it's revealed later in the studio to the studio audience, you know? But uh, okay, I'm pretty sure this was like, this was on from 2004 to 2005 so prime time uh-huh. peak timing <laughs> yeah which was just fun maybe you can add it to your reality tv show lineup sam <laughs> no no <laughs> if it only ran for a year it probably wasn't that good exactly yeah. i need like 12 to 13 seasons of just okay. pure brainless anyways it's fine there were 130 episodes though <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> yeah did they do it every day? I guess so. They just kept going until wow. they ran out of money. Yeah, it really ran from September 1st, 2004 to September 9th, 2005. Like, it just one year almost exactly. Jeez. <laughs> Nobody's name associated with this show has, like, a blue link. Like, all of them are just, like, they exist here people. and here alone. <laughs> I started watching a clip from it, and then I it was too... I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I am embarrassed just thinking about it. <laughs> no, yeah. thank you. Yeah. But yeah, that was the thing that existed, apparently. Wow. What a time that was, eh? What a time. Like, the styles that are described here in these makeovers are ridiculous, but also, I feel like, temporally appropriate. Yeah, like, yeah. they were extremely cool for the time and i remember thinking they were cool at the time and now i'm like how did i think that (laughs) i mean no one none of us want to go back and look at how we dress i mean there's people making entire tiktok careers off making fun of how Mm. we dressed in the late 90s early 2000s so and even worse (laughs) now they're glorifying the early 2000s i was gonna say now they're doing it on purpose i mean and like some of those styles are like coming back like i've seen i've seen some things i just i've been (laughs) scarred i don't dress like that ever again (laughs) nope some things should stay dead. <laughs> yeah, do not bring mm-hmm. the peplum top back. I am begging you. 15 no. Year old me was scarred by the lady in Home Depot. 
do not they bring do. them oh, back. I liked those. <laughs> I no, did not like those. I got like called those. pregnant too many times as a 14, 15 year old. Like, yeah. It was traumatizing. But I w- liked wearing them because they hid my tummy that I was self-conscious about. But then the lady in Home Depot decided to be like, oh, when are you due? And I legit, this happened like twice. And like it is traumatizing. <laughs> that's when you're like, oh, my grade nine exams are due tomorrow. Well, that's like yeah. my bad. mom was pissed and we were there with some family friends and my brother. And like it was like so it was like four teenage boys and they <laughs> all like they all rallied and defended my honor, which was like oh, the sweetest nice. thing. And they were like, are you fucking kidding me? She's 14. And then my mom was like, that's a child. Like no one to say things because I like ran off yeah. crying and so they told me but i like when i was like running off i like heard my mom saying that and the guys being like what the fuck so but anyways this is clearly a critical moment in my memory because yeah <laughs> i was wearing a stupid peplum top from stupid hollister because it was the only thing that could fit me in that store oh yeah i never once fit anything from that store yeah i'm gonna stop now um the early <laughs> 2000s and late 90s were a traumatizing time for fashion for me specifically (laughs) getting assumed pregnant and with your wet calves from your flare jeans that are soaking wet at the back (laughs) soaking up all of the snow oh and then you tried to stuff them in your uggs and they just look terrible (laughs) awful oh god also, like, people just need to fucking don't ask. Never. When is it ever Nef- good to ask if someone's pregnant? Like, it's never. Yeah. Yeah. If that someone has something that important in their life, they'll probably tell you. <laughs> Not to be that guy, but also, like, in this chapter, it yeah. feels a little bit like how uh, Max says, like, oh, I look 20 years old now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. That it's like. Uh, this just a huge problem with assuming girls with makeup yeah. on and nice clothes are older than they are. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to go on a rant, but... Um, Valid rant. <laughs> millennial fashions of the 2000s and these uh, quote-unquote makeovers uh, may have triggered me. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just threw us all back into the worst the worst fashion we've ever worn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only other thing I wanted to say about these makeovers is that Max says her cool new haircut is in feathery layers... Uh-huh. So I'm going to continue to pitch my concept that they don't have hair. They have feathers. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I support you in this, but I was also confused. <laughs> don't. No. I mean, I'm just wow. trying to be nice. But God. <laughs> no, because I just couldn't tell in this chapter because she's like, he whacked off my braid and then put it in featherly feather. Layers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Keep trying. Yeah, I'm just not. It's fine. But I was like, okay, so did you do you have like a pixie short layers yeah. now? Or do you have like still long hair with layers? Like Yeah. What happened? <laughs> it's very unclear. Yeah. I assumed a bob because that sort of seems like Something that would be layered and also the result of hacking off a braid. Yeah. But, like, there's no source material to back that up. I was confused. Yeah. 
I feel like it's one of those very short bobs, you know, because it, like, can't reach her eyes or her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was, it's just, I couldn't figure out what it was in my head, and, uh, yeah, it would be nice. No, it'd be weird if they had feathers coming out of their head, but I appreciate your (laughs) ambition, Sophie. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think the problem is if their hair was feathers. Uh, somebody might have noticed while they were getting their hair yeah. styled. No, they just thought they had a lot of split ends. <laughs> mm, no, because no. they have... Hear me out. No. They have, like, those fancy, like, yeah, filamentous feathers, feathers that egrets yeah. oh. have. I still think that the hair stylist might notice if the hair isn't hair. I just want you to think about when they get cold, they can, like, ruffle their eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could probably mm. still do that with their hair follicles. A lot of animals can, like, change the way their hair stands. That's true. You know when birds, like, ruffle their feathers, though? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. They uh-huh. ruffle but their eyebrows. Wings. I know. I, I think yeah, it's hair. Yeah, they can ruffle the wings. Yeah. I think it's hair. I think it's I think it's hair. very funny that it could be feathers, but I don't think it is. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to continue pitching feather hair until you both are worn down and agree with me. Um, okay. Anyway. <laughs> I like the idea. I just don't think it's supported by the text. Yeah. It what says feathery layers right here. Have you never seen a hairstylist talk? They're always talking about feathery hair. Yeah. Are they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you describe, like, big, fluffy, like, voluminous, like, layered yeah. hair like layered like from hair, the 80s feathery? that's like feathery hair oh yeah feathered bangs is yeah. like a whole specific style oh, yeah. i was about to say i think maybe my hair is just too thick and heavy to be feathery so maybe oh. that's the problem and then also to the other point i also have not gotten my hair done in the 80s before so that yeah. could well, also neither be the problem. have I, but it's just that's <laughs> no, but like when someone describes like a feathery like look, it's like that 80s blowout kind of look. Yeah. That is what they're kind of describing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So makeovers. How yeah. fun. I appreciate that Max got hot pink streaks in her hair and didn't say anything about despite it being too girly for me. You know, she didn't say anything about that. Shouldn't do that. Yeah, but she she does protest about the idea of getting makeup done on her, so let's not give her too much credit. Yeah, that's fair. And she did protest the tutu, which uh, I would argue the tutu wouldn't get in the way. It's fine. She could have worn a tutu. She could have <laughs> yeah, worn a tutu. I feel like a six-year-old wearing a tutu is, like, pretty normal. So it, it's normal. very like, normal. so normal. So normal. <laughs> Also, if the six-year-old is standing with her eight-year-old brother who has blue frosted tips, like, I don't think anybody's going to be looking at the tutu yeah, anyway. Yeah, I was like, let her wear the damn tutu. Like, tutus right. just, like, sit on the hip anyways. Like, they're not going to limit your legs extending or your knees to kick or, like, anything. Like, it literally will yeah, not get not in the way. Heavy. Like, I know women yeah. who dive in tutus for fun because it's, like, <laughs> it's just a cute little thing. So, like, yeah, <laughs> you can just let her, let her wear the damn tutu. <laughs> Let Angel yeah. have the tutu. <laughs> yeah, I don't get enough of uh, talking about Maximum Ride on this podcast, so I was talking about Maximum Ride with one of my colleagues today. Oh, oh no. sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she said that she remembered Max as basically being the prototypical pick-me girl. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, I have to agree with. Yeah, no, she is. I don't really yeah. know what pick-me means. Um... Uh, how do you just... It's, it's like 
the current uh, verbiage for a not like the other girl's girl. Yeah. Oh. And like the, the girl who would always hang out with the guys and just be like, I'm more of like a guy's guy. Like, oh, my God, I love yeah. Tyler. Isn't he great? Oh, my God. You can't like sit with us. No, what guys like you? Yeah, you she doesn't me? hang out with girls because they don't. They cause too much drama. Yeah, you know? like she doesn't wear makeup. Oh my god! Like I'd rather just okay, like, but... go play soccer. Oh my god! You want to go shopping? That's so lame. Like no, I'm just gonna go hang out with Tyler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn Tyler. Um, <laughs> I I think it's because I saw one reel where it was like the pick me girl who doesn't wear makeup, and I was like, I don't really yeah. wear makeup. Am I a pick me girl? It's just the no, night. no. But you don't make <laughs> but you that don't your, make personality. It your personality. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like I was definitely a pick me girl in high school because I didn't know how to be feminine, so I pretended that I was too good for it. I definitely oh, yeah. had it's my like moments. that kind of thing. Yeah, like I definitely yeah. had my moments where I inhabited that behavior. Yeah. I don't think I was like a full blown because I see some of these videos yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, that would drive me nuts. But I was like, definitely like, oh, I'm better than you because I do these things attitude sometimes. Yeah, for sure. But that was like my own insecurities coming out because I was trying to make myself yep. seem better because I wasn't popular. So I was like, well, in my head, I'm blah, blah, blah. Anyways. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I feel like I us. have a hard, I have a hard time being like, isn't pick me just like everybody under the age of like 18 <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah 23 I mean, maybe <laughs> i think they all have their their moments for sure i don't think you really grow out of it and realize how annoying that kind of stuff is until you're like 23 24 and you're like oh yeah so it's fine anyway i'm not like <laughs> the other girls but <laughs> no. <laughs> no it was i love that that meme that's like i'm not like the other girls i'm worse <laughs> <laughs> that's me yeah. that, that's, that's me, me. Yeah. <laughs> makes me laugh every time <laughs> no. uh, incredible anyway then they leave the city <laughs> yeah then they go to the beach they go to the beach that's, yeah can we talk about the beach we can talk about the beach wow wow i do love the beach even though i get nervous about being cold on it yeah even though it's full of sand. Yeah, and it's coarse and rough and irritating and gets everywhere. Yeah. Oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. I got really confused because it was like, oh, we got to a black beach. And I was like, like a black sand beach? But I think they just mean a dark beach. <laughs> yeah, they mean it was night. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> meant it was no nighttime. Lights. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, is there a volcano nearby? <laughs> Why is there a black sand beach? They did not fly all the way to Iceland. <laughs> Gasman immediately is all of us and goes and finds a crab and yells about it. Yeah. Uh, I have, yes. I have, yes. I have yep. done this. I was like, this is me exactly. Yeah. I also feel seen with A, arriving at the beach, immediately finding a crab, and B, <laughs> arriving anywhere and immediately starting to eat lunch like i'm like yep. i never wait i'm always just like wow we're here anyway lunch time yep <laughs> whatever food i brought i'm eating it immediately <laughs> uh-huh in this case it's uh cookies max is on a mission to find the best chocolate chip cookies well they had food first and then they had cookies after the next day okay right yeah there's two meals sorry i I had skipped the first day because nothing happens. They just get to the beach. And I was like, I want to talk about this crab. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. 
I guess I don't actually have much to say about this crab. No, that's <laughs> it. I'm just, I read this. I want to talk about this chapter just because I don't have a lot to say, but I'm so confused as to what, like, Max has another The Voice dream. Yeah. Where she hears foreign languages. Yeah. And then and it's I, just yeah. kind of over. And, and then it's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, does Max get taught a bunch of languages in her sleep? I don't, I don't know. Because no. it says, the voice says, like, okay, it says, dimly I heard bits of foreign languages that I didn't understand. And the voice said, this is on a need-to-know basis, Max. You need to know. Oh so, like, God. the voice is so annoying. Clearly, she learns something overnight, but I guess she forgets it when she wakes up. Yeah, it wasn't important to the story at this exact moment, so she didn't tell us. Or I think it's, I think it's literally that maybe she was made to forget until. Yeah, probably. She'll yeah. be like, oh my God, suddenly it all came crashing back. Everything I had been learning every night, you know? Yeah, probably. Something like that. Lame. Anyway, now it's a beach episode. <laughs> now a we can talk episode. about the beach. Beach, beach. Well, the beach. Beach. Nudge uh, immediately becomes a millennial child and decides she wants to be a marine biologist when she grows up. Yeah. Don't Nudge. do it. <laughs> if we she could go back and tell people in 2005. <laughs> don't. Don't do it. Learn do it. how to code things. You'll probably be good. Do something with computers. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I told myself I would not be negative, and I was already negative. <laughs> yeah, but she wants to learn how to scuba dive, Sam. That's cool. That is. I, I do support that, and just don't do it by Google Nudge. Please go to an instructor. Yeah. <laughs> do we think Nudge's wings will be more or less helpful in scuba diving? Oh, they would get in the way. Yeah. I wonder, could she put them under? Because they can fold down along their spine, right? Could she just tuck them in under her wetsuit or dry suit? Yeah, uh, that would definitely help. But I don't know enough about the composition of feathers in relation to buoyancy. Yeah. Because I feel like... They'd have to wear a lot of weight. Yeah, I was like, I feel like feathers have a lot of positive buoyancy, which then would mean she would need a lot of lead to get down which yeah. yeah would really suck. Well, and they have like the hollow bones, right? Yeah, and they're the not made to go underwater. Like humans no. aren't super made to go underwater either. <laughs> no. Um, but I wear like 50 pounds of lead and like another 20 to 30 pounds of equipment on me to get down in the cold North Atlantic. So I don't know how much more you would need if you had two giant wings full of feathers plus hollow bones and like probably majority of a muscle composition so that helps at least because the more muscle mm-hmm. you are to yeah, fat very lean. yeah you you will sink more but i feel like that positive force of those bones and those wings will not end well but that being said there's always accommodations that can be made and i'm sure if i was her instructor i would figure out a way to help her <laughs> well i think someone needs to figure out how Breathing compressed air <laughs> would affect her first. Mm. Her uh, hollow bones. Great point. You know what would also be great? If they did proper scuba diving studies on women and not just men. So, like, <laughs> birds yeah. would be the next step. But I, I would... think it's really unfair that they haven't done any scuba diving studies on bird people. Like, yeah. 
That's so rude. It's on rude. women either, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> What'll be annoying is they'll do bird people who they'll identify as men yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> before they, they do will, regular yeah, women. Sure. Like, did you know all decompression oh tables in which scuba diving theory is based on is just done on tests on men, not on women? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I know I talk about it all the time, but I was listening to an episode of Maintenance Phase yesterday uh-huh. where it was revealed that calories in, calories out is fake, but also it was based on only men. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking of you and your methodology. <laughs> I was like, wow. Someone sends me like, a, oh, look at this new study. Go straight to the methods. 40 yeah. men were tested. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> The fuck you is to the authors, not to the person who sends me the article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to specify, please send me your articles, but I will get mad that it's only tested on men and then I will not read the rest of it because their methods are inherently flawed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Anyways. everybody. Um, no, now, see, I'm taking this in a negative direction. We need to stop. I yeah. want to teach Nudge how to scuba anyway, dive. We would teach Nudge is going to have a great time. Dive. I don't know how decompression illness would affect them with their physiology, but you know what? I'm a scientist. I would figure it out. Yeah, I do think yeah. I do think bird wings when they're not like water birds. I think yeah. bird wings can get fully soaked and it's not good for them when they want to then fly. Yeah. But I think they can get fully drenched in a way that like doesn't trap air. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. It might so not I, be that yeah. bad then. It would be the air sacs in their body and their bones that would be the problem, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, if they got a heavy muscle... They have more muscles than humans, I yeah, think. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, so, like... And they have more bones. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. They, it would be interesting because they are so lean and muscular that if they were purely human, I would think they would sink like a rock. Yeah. Yes. But because of, they have those hollow bones. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to say. It is. So it could go either way. Yeah. Would the air in their bones get compressed? That's gross. Well, that's like the nitrogen <laughs> bubbles would get Yuck. into those spaces. And so it makes them mm-hmm. more. Sus- Can you get the bends in your bones? Well, if you've got. Would it even. Would it be an issue? Well, yeah. Because, like, basically. It's in at, your bloodstream. It's, it's yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So, like, the bends is essentially like nitrogen bubbles that get trapped in your blood because they haven't had enough time to like naturally leave your body. So then they get stuck. They create these bubbles and those bubbles get trapped in any kind of like joint or like airspace that you have in your body. So that's why a common symptom is like a lot of people get shoulder pain or elbow pain because those bubbles will just like congregate all in the joints. So Mm, if the bubbles aren't like gassing off properly, and when I say gassing off, it just like, permeating through your bloodstream like getting out through your body then you're more susceptible so like they would be more susceptible in the sense that the bubbles would have a higher chance of getting stuck in their bone cavities like in those hollow bones i think yeah i think i think they would just have to descend a lot slower and they would have to ascend a lot slower the descent isn't Hmm. the big deal it's the ascent so like Obviously, yeah, descend at a slow rate, but it's, like, you accumulate as you go down, right? So, like, I think the descent rate would still be the same. It's why we always go... We have to ascend so much slower because of that. Mm-hmm. But for them, like, they're, they don't just have... Like, if they have closer to the internal physiology of a bird, which is sort of necessary for their bones to be lighter, for their body to be lighter, right? They have mm-hmm. to have all these air sacs that are part of their, like, breathing system, 
and essentially a bird breathes twice for a single inhalation because it breathes into like its lungs and then the second breath brings that air into its like air sacs Mm -hmm. and then it exhales once right like so there's like three steps it still wouldn't super affect your descent rate like basically your descent rate is just determined on like how fast you can equalize and like just like safely get down equalizing meaning sorry yeah so equalizing is basically that feeling you get in an airplane where you have to like pop your ears or if you're going down in like a 10-foot pool like a swimming uh, public pool that pressure you feel you basically when you're wearing like a scuba mask you plug your nose you blow out and that just releases that ear uh, the air in your ear and that's what we call equalizing and so when you're going down you have to do that every like five feet or so but it depends on the person and you can do it more and more so their descent rate would be impacted in that they have more air spaces to technically probably equalize so they would probably have to go slower because of that but it's not influenced by like nitrogen or anything like that like I've had students who have just full-on gone brock bottom down to 30 feet. <laughs> That's what feet. I do. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm not... I'm more worried... I worry about their ears. Like, their ears are the biggest concern there. But yeah, when yeah. I have students on the ascent who go up too fast. That's where mm-hmm. you have to worry mm-hmm. about decompression and lung overexpansion. So again, with their multiple air sacs and their more air spaces in their body, they would have to worry more about air expansion injuries and then also making sure that they're going up even slower to give them bodies time to get rid of all that nitrogen from all those air spaces that they have. Hopefully that makes sense. (laughs) That's sort of what I was thinking because even on the way down, right? Like it's essentially like those internal air sacs are essentially them like holding their breath. Yeah. And like, again, holding your breath isn't a huge issue when you go down. So for those who don't dive, the number one rule of scuba diving is to never hold your breath. You want to Mm -hmm. always keep your airways open because as you descend, air compresses. So anything you bring down with you compresses down And as you go up, all of that air expands. So if you take a big breath down at 60 feet and you hold that all the way up, that's going to continue to expand. And by the time you get to the surface, that's what gives you a lung overexpansion injury. So that's that's what their risk would be. But everyone has that risk. But if you took a big breath, you dive down and then come back up, you're not at risk. So that's why free divers aren't super at risk because... Mm -hmm. essentially they'll take a big breath at the bottom they go down however far they go but that same volume of air is still in their lungs it's just been compressed as they've gone down deeper and they haven't taken an additional breath so as they come up they can still hold their breath and they're fine because that volume will just return to normal once they hit the surface yes you mean they take a big breath at the surface you said at the bottom but you mean at the top yeah just because I know otherwise you'll be like, why did I say that? Yeah, no. So, yeah, they don't take a breath at the bottom. So They the, take one at the top. Go all the way down. Yeah. Go, come back yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You, you, get, the, you get the picture. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they would be really good at free diving. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Super strong. Yeah. Well, they have a lot of airspace. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if all of the air, extra airspace in their bones and sacks would yep. <laughs> put them at like risk for overexpansion injuries in their entire skeleton that's yeah that's why i, I think they would just that, is that what you're saying they yeah. would have to come up super slow because they'd have to breathe yeah. twice for every one breath that a human would make right 
but yeah. to your to the earlier point where we said can birds even like breathe compressed air like I literally I don't know enough <laughs> about the physiology to yeah, know with that, that anatomy yeah, no, if, who knows? if this is even like possible because the more I'm thinking about it the more I feel like there's so much airspace in there It'd be really interesting. <laughs> it would be really interesting, but I just I I don't know if birds can scuba dive. Yeah, like maybe yeah. they'd be able to breathe like a different mix. You know, like maybe you'd have to. Well, I don't know. but is the the issue is more the volume than the composition of the air? Correct. I, yeah. No? Well, the hmm? the thing you also have to be aware of is diving different air mixtures is a whole science in itself. And again, yeah. I don't know bird physiology well enough from a like from a diving perspective to really answer any of this Mm -hmm. i don't think changing the composition would matter too much i mean you can change your oxygen and nitrogen content within this air in your cylinder so again for those who don't dive your air cylinder is filled with uh 21 oxygen and 79 nitrogen because that's what ambient air is yeah, it's not an oxygen tank. It's not an oxygen yeah, tank. If not. you go down with 100% oxygen, <laughs> you will die. And I'm yeah, not exaggerating. Yeah. It's called oxygen toxicity. And so when you're diving with air that has a higher oxygen content than normal, you're limited by depth. So like, if you go down with like 32% oxygen in your tank, you can only go to 100 feet. And if you go past that, you will get oxygen toxicity, which then results in convulsions and usually death. So (laughs) I don't know where I was going with this, but I don't think changing the mixture would matter. I would just need to know more about actually how those air sacs work, how the bones and the hollow bones and everything. Like there's just so many what ifs with their physiology that it would be really hard Mm -hmm. to conclusively determine whether or not they can go scuba diving. But I appreciate Nudge's enthusiasm and you know what, like, (laughs) You know, maybe someday. <laughs> I hope she can get there one <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> At the very least, she could go snorkeling. She could, yeah. Yeah. So, there's that. <laughs> I just feel like when you're sitting at neutral buoyancy on the bottom, oh. if you had, like, two big wings, you could make, like, very minute movements probably pretty probably. easy if you had them just open. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but how would they... When you're diving, you have to wear a BCD, a buoyancy control device, that's like a vest that holds your air tank on your back. If you have wings, where does the BCD go? Side mount. Okay, I don't know what that That's is. That's okay. There's a diving technique where um, you still have like a BCD. You have a bladder of air to help you control your buoyancy, but your tanks actually sit to the side of you. So you have one on either side oh. of you. And a lot of people with back issues actually revert to that method because it's a lot easier on your back. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I want to try it one day, but I haven't gotten there because it's all expensive. And to do that, you need like another regulator. I would need two new tanks. You need a new BCD. It's just so much. Dive gear is so expensive. It's a lot of money. So. Well, you have to try it for the bird kids. You have to try it. Oh my god! So that you know how I to don't offer even. It I'm still them. like, actually, it's giving me anxiety thinking of these kids going scuba diving because I'm like, you I don't know their physiology well enough, and you I don't, don't know if have this to is a good them. idea. 
It's okay. National Geographic is going to hire Nudge, and then National Geographic will have to teach her how to yeah. scuba dive. There exactly. we go. <laughs> and and at that point, apparently, Max will be president, so she can just make it uh-huh. mandatory that there are bird kid scuba diving studies done. Is it yeah. is it bad that when Max said and I'll be president that I was like, Oh, she's saying that because she wants to be a marine biologist, not because she's a bird kid that wants a normal job. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as a marine biologist who had a hard time getting a job, I yeah. was like, Yeah, I feel like Max <laughs> becoming president is more likely than Nudge becoming not just a marine biologist with a job, but like the kind of high profile marine biologist who makes discoveries yeah. and is hired by National, National Geographic. Okay. <laughs> Although I mean, anyone can be hired by National. Oh, right. Sorry. Being a bird I kid. I Sophie. <laughs> no, being a bird kid, I assume in this scenario, they've been revealed. They're okay. bird okay. people. And National Geographic is like, wow, we've employed the first ever bird person oh, on our they staff. Would fucking She's do a marine that. biologist. Every employer is perfect i just say that as any place of business would probably jump on the chance yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to employ the like first the ever bird kid diversity hire right yeah anyway that'll be fun max president nudge marine biologist i don't really know if i trust max to be the president no well she has I to save the world 14. yeah yeah, she'll she'll grow up a little and realize that it's okay to be like the other girls. Yeah, I feel like I was this bad or worse as a 14-year-old, so... I was way worse, and I should not have been the president. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could be the president. I have some plans. <laughs> anyway, and then Fang just wants to stay here, which seems yeah. cool. Honestly, yeah. I'm surprised... Like, Max seems shocked that Fang would even suggest such a thing. Yeah. But it seems kind of reasonable. Yeah. Max in this moment really reminds me of that character in the show that Sam is watching right now who just could not let it go. Oh, I don't the, know what you're talking about. In, the in Vanderpump Rules? Yeah. <laughs> There's this girl. Ah, okay. <laughs> She's so annoying. She's wild. <laughs> um her ex is just trying to get on with his life and she's just like hell bent on ruining his life even though it's just oh. like not affecting her anymore oh and that's i i don't know why it was just like imagine max you could just stop <laughs> you could just hang out here she's like absolutely not we have to get revenge yeah bang is us now and max yeah. is us like maybe 10 years ago at least me but yeah, yeah. that seems about right yeah like we're we're fang now. We're like we're just tired. Like we're done. <laughs> but like ten years ago, I would have been like, "Yeah, Max, let's go. Let's figure out. Let's, let's save the world." Yeah, I do uh-huh. appreciate that. This is probably one of the only books where it's like the girl being like, "Revenge, murder. That's we have true. to do yeah. it." And the dude being like, "What if we just retired?" <laughs> and I do yeah. love when women just want revenge. And yeah. I just you would yeah (laughs) I respect it someone today said I love the thought of instilling fear into boring men's hearts and I just like (laughs) I think it's one of the best things I've heard all day and shout out to my coworker who said it because it was great (laughs) no we didn't have a women in science panel today what are you talking about wow Uh, anyways (laughs) what a good time 
I'm powered by spite. Sam is powered by revenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you powered revenge? by? Piss? I don't think I'm. I don't. <laughs> no. I am. Vampire. Uh, <laughs> I am entrapped by piss. <laughs> I don't think I'm powered by anything. I think I'm just tired. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's I'm, fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was so rude. <laughs> well, I just think how a lot of your decisions are based on will I have to go on to the bathroom, bathroom and where I will go from there. <laughs> I, sorry, sorry for taking the piss man's name in vain. <laughs> <laughs> taking the piss out of me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, you do that on your own. Um, anyway. Every 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, this was a good time. How about we talk about we guess what's going to happen next? Yeah. In this book. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm once again going to guess. I like got to be the next couple chapters where one of them figures out they can talk to fish. I'm like so sure that's going to happen soon. <laughs> I, <laughs> now that they're at the beach. Yeah, they're that, at the beach. Yeah. Who knows? Which one of them. Did we decide? I thought someone I said it was decided. Iggy. Or- it's either Gasman or Angel. Oh. Yeah. I we think it's Angel. Yeah. I um, think it's Angel, too. But anyway, we'll find out, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> the fir- I'm going to read you the first sentence of the next couple okay. chapters, and you're going to have to guess what's going to happen in them. Chapter 113. The next morning, Fang came back from town and placed the New York Post at my feet with a little bow. <laughs> Interesting. Is, is the New York Post the right-wing one now? <laughs> Oh, I, don't, I don't follow American politics anymore. Me neither. It's too depressing. I can't do it. Maybe it's a pretend New York Times. It's probably a pretend newspaper. Anyway, what do you think is going to happen? Is it going to be an article about them flying out of New York or something? Maybe. Probably or not. No article about them after they were in the newspaper for uh, flying around in a restaurant. That seems mm. possible. Yeah, I would buy that. So there either is or is not an article about them in this newspaper. Yeah. I'm glad we came to this conclusion. <laughs> we have two good options right there. Yeah. Good guess, probably. The next one, chapter 114. Angel, I yelled, plunging into the water. Oh. 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 She's down there talking talk to the fish. To down there talking to the fish. fish. <laughs> I wish I could talk to fish. Yeah. Right? Oh my god. Uh, they would probably be really mean though. They would because <laughs> they would be we're super dicks, mean. But I would like to talk to them. Yeah. I always think about that. I I work mostly on whale stuff. So I'm like if we could just like talk to the whale and be like, "Hey, there's a, like a fishing line on you. If you just stay still for a few minutes, we'll get yeah. it off and you'll be fine." Yeah. yeah. That would be so great. So great. So great. I think about this even more than I think about going to the bathroom. <laughs> even more than the Roman Empire. There, that's her Roman Empire right there. The Roman Empire is talking to whales. Yeah. Aww, that's... Because, I, because I'm nudge. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're angel, apparently. 
Uh, I don't want to be an but evil child. Too bad. Do, but wait, can Angel do... Well, I guess we'll figure it out. But does, can she talk to just fish? Or is it all vertebrae? Fish you... is not a monophyletic yeah, taxon. You... Like, well, no, you I meant... know How would you even? No, that well, if she can talk to them, she's going to be talking to everything. I meant more because the whales are mammals. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to be talking to whales. She's going to be talking to a lobster. Like, okay, it's going to okay, happen. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I, if Angel can only talk to fish, we're going to have to have a serious discussion about what the definition of a fish is. I don't think James Patterson is aware, so it'll be a good discussion. <laughs> well, Angel can talk to fish. We know this. Actually, it's more consistent that she can talk to fish because she can talk to fish in the shape of humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything's fish. All fish. Everything's fish. <laughs> it's like how killer whales are dolphins or uh-huh. not whales even though they're called whales, but dolphins are whales and actually whales are fish, if you think about it. Exactly. So killer whales are fish. Angel can talk to whales because they're fish, technically. Because they're fish. It was only a fish. It was only a fish. fish. (laughs) It was only a fish. How did it end up up like this? (laughs) I think this is the second time you've gotten us with that. It is. I'm very proud of myself. Dang it. You should be. Anyway, we're still guessing what's happening in the next chapter. So chapter 115. I grabbed Angel into my arms, hugging her wet, chilly body against me. Oh, no. Did she have to pull, like, a rescue mission? Sounds like it. Angel was probably down there having a chill time talking to fish for, like, 20 minutes. And Max was like, oh, my God, my baby child is dying. Yeah. Which is an understandable reaction if you're terrestrial mammal slash bird hybrid person Uh uh-huh has not been breathing for 20 minutes and without a proper exposure suit to you know keep their body warm in the in the north atlantic Atlantic. of new york (laughs) god yeah (laughs) what do we think she breathes underwater also I'm almost certain she breathes underwater i think you said that would solve the problem yeah so then it's just hypothermia But I don't think Max knows that. Maybe. Right. Right. Like, I think Max's reaction is reasonable. Yeah. Because I think this is where it's revealed to everyone that Angel can breathe underwater and maybe talk to fish. Yeah. Yeah. I'd buy that. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, the last chapter to guess. Chapter 116. Your sentence is, look who's come to the seashore. Erasers! (laughs) <laughs> oh, is it erasers? It's gotta be erasers. We had at least three chapters without them. They gotta be the erasers. <sighs> yeah. Or is it mommy yeah, and daddy? The... Oh God! Ew. Don't say that. <laughs> yuck. I'm not the one who named the part. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Uh, I can't. It's it's 69 James Patterson's fault. <laughs> <laughs> God, I am a child. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, did anyone guess? Oh yeah, erasers. Probably yeah, erasers. erasers yeah. Cool. Guess. <laughs> All right, that's a good guess. Um, then let's end with what we're currently reading. What else we're reading? Yeah. What's going on? What's the haps? What's the haps? As everybody Nobody says, says as, as they say in two thousand five. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you meant to do. I'm currently reading, I think I'm, st- I've already talked about the, how the multiverse got its revenge. It's just, I am slow on audiobooks right now, but I'm also listening to 
Surely You Can't Be Serious, the true story of Airplane, the movie. I'm almost <laughs> done it. You, you know the movie Airplane? <laughs> no, but that's the okay. problem. Don't worry. Yeah, it's an incredibly funny comedy that is from the 80s, but also questionable. Uh, but it's it's read... I actually don't think the movie is like... Necess- I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while. I'm not going to say anything. But all I want to do is talk about this book because it's read by the author's... Nope. It's read by the authors, yes. And the authors are the three directors of oh. and the writers, right? Okay. They'd never they'd never written a screenplay or anything before making this movie. It started as a okay. stage play. Oh. It's like the wildest story to three people creating one of the like most iconic movies for a lot of like comedy people. But also I like like the parts where they're talking about the movie and the actors read their thoughts like a a lot of the actors wrote chapters about working for this movie which is like very fun that they're reading those but then it's like interspersed with like little blurbs from just like the most questionable current comedians (laughs) talking about how much airplane meant to them and also i really don't think i like the directors at all like i do not think i like (laughs) them as people based on the anecdotes they're talking about but i'm like Uh but then they're talking about making the movie and the jokes and they're like yeah we cut out this thing anyway and i'm like that's really good and i really like the jokes still and the concept but anyway (laughs) this book is causing a lot of feelings in me so it's good i'm enjoying it i guess i think (laughs) And that's <laughs> nice. actually the only thing I'm currently reading. So what about you guys? Oh, my God. I'm going to be so chaotic in comparison. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I have somehow managed to read 11 books, and it is February oh 7th. Um, wow. Yeah. I don't know how. But anyways, I'm feeling chaotic, so let's go through that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I DNF'd Beartown. I read Same Time Next Year by Tessa Bailey. I read Shark Heart by Emily Haybeck. Fall of Ruin and Wrath by Jennifer L. Armentrout. House of Flame and Shadow by Sarah J. Mass. And Raiders of the Lost Heart by Joe Segura. I think that's how you say that. And then I am currently reading Everything for You by Chloe Lise, Immortal Longings by Chloe Gong, and One Dark Window by Rachel Gillig. Wow. You got a lot going on. (laughs) I'm also (laughs) reading The Hero of Ages by Brandon Sanderson, but that's just a reread, so... I don't know why. I'm chaotic. It's been been a weird few weeks but here we yeah. are <laughs> yeah this is what happens when we actually record every two weeks <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of books happen <laughs> we're supposed to yeah. yeah i think it's also just been like winter and i've been like yeah. consciously trying to get through my physical books and we had a couple miserable weekends yeah. weather-wise so and yeah. i did nothing but read house of flame and shadow this weekend so yep. i finished a 900 page book in two days in like two what days the hell? yeah <laughs> yeah why <laughs> because i have no chill mm, right yeah <laughs> when your favorite author puts out a new book you read all 900 pages of it in two days i was so scared of getting spoiled too yeah like, and also a great point yeah, yeah. and so i just like I had to read it and I didn't want to bring it to Florida with me and I had to know yeah. before I went to Florida but you know what the shittiest part about I what? 
my pre-order was so delayed because of all the snow <laughs> that I didn't even get my book until yesterday. And I finished it on Kindle because I couldn't wait. Yeah. Dang. It was really sad. It Anyways. was really sad. <laughs> Especially because, like, it had been delayed for, like, three or four days. And then I saw oh. somebody selling it already on Facebook Marketplace. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I could And you hadn't even gotten yours yet. I could have easily gone to <laughs> Chapters and just got one on Friday night. But I was like, no, it's going to come. And it was supposed yeah. to arrive. Like, they had actually shipped it a week ahead. It was supposed to arrive on release day. And then... Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and the half of the east coast of Canada got hit by a terrible snowstorm, and so nothing yeah. got delivered. <laughs> yeah, it's we're recording on Wednesday. The sidewalks in my neighborhood still aren't yeah. cleared. <laughs> we got it all in rain. Anyways, that is my chaos. Hannah, what about oh, you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just recently finished reading A Letter to the Luminous Deep by Sylvie Catherall, which was really cute and i think sophie would love it yeah. and i'll just leave it there for now so when i finished that i started reading here for the wrong reasons by annabelle paulson and lydia wang which is a rom-com that happens on a reality show because apparently that is exactly my vibe for mm-hmm. rom-coms and i am so close to being finished listening to inheritance by christopher paulini i have less than 2 hours of the audiobook left they killed galbatorx 3 hours ago <laughs> i'm just like doing the wrap up um <laughs> and then i'm going to listen to murtag but okay guys i want to give you this like extremely critical update to our nuclear dragons theory oh <laughs> oh is it right are we right were we right i we're Kind of right. I think the magic is nuclear because in this book, there are two separate instances of a person immolating themselves with magic and causing what is basically causing radiation. Yes. That like causes like mutations and the life forms that live there causes like immediate sickness and anybody who's in the vicinity kills some people. So I don't know if the dragons are nuclear, but the magic, I think, might be nuclear. Dang. Well, dragons are, like, made of magic, aren't they? So dragons (laughs) are made of magic. Yeah. Just a nuclear reaction. Wow. So we might might have been onto something that we thought was a joke, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's not a joke. Best theory yet. Yeah. Yeah. Strongest contender. Strongest. (laughs) Strongest contender for (laughs) dragons. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Right? The first time they were describing how, like, this island was poisoned by this, like, blast of magic and all of the animals here grow in strange ways and everybody who, like, comes to this island needs to do a spell, otherwise they get sick and wither away. And I was like, ah, uh, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> what, what you saying? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, uh, we're so smart. Is so smart. What I'm wow, we are so smart. Go us. Yeah. I know we did, like, a whole year of this podcast or whatever about Aragon, but still whenever somebody else says Galbatorix, I forget <laughs> that that's a character in Aragon, and I immediately think of Asterix and Obelix. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. It's just the name does not sound like it belongs in that book. <laughs> it sounds like it belongs in a comic book about, you know, the Gauls. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right? I thought you were going to say that you 
want to pronounce it the French way that we came up with that still makes me laugh. Where was Gabatois? No. <laughs> I couldn't remember yeah. his name for the longest time. Didn't I just call him Big Wizard Guy for a while or something? Isn't that his name translation? Big King? Oh, yeah. Big King. Big King yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> also, Angela may or may not be thousands of years old. Oh, yes. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Anyway, thanks for coming to um, Aragon Crisis of <laughs> Hannah's Aragon. <laughs> Hannah's Aragon Corner. Yeah, was Asterix and Obelix just? I don't know a what you're talking Quebec about. Quebec thing. I think that's the problem here. <laughs> it was comic books about. Uh, they were in French. This is the problem. Yeah, they were a no. they were a bande dessinée, you guys. Um, anyway, yep. um, someone out there maybe will get it. Uh, continue with what you're about to do before I interrupted you. <laughs> yeah, I was about to tell you that after I finish reading the rom-com I'm currently reading, I'm going to read the rom something uh-huh. that we have selected as our Midlife Book Club book for yeah. February, which is that time I got drunk and saved a demon. Monster rom. Monster rom. Mo- no, I don't think rom- that, I don't think anyone calls a rom- it that. A romster. Will, yeah, a romster. I will say I saw that the author put out a TikTok because her book has been like uh, been put in a lot of cozy fantasy like pics and stuff, and she fo- uh-huh. she comes out and she's like, I don't understand where this is coming from. There is like murder and sex and like explicit smut in my books why are these being put in cozy categories and i was like oh it can still be cozy i think it could be cozy with smut but i don't think it could be cozy with murder (laughs) i don't know the way she was i think i think you can i think paladin's grace was pretty cozy and also there was murder in it you know what that's my thought though you know what? I might agree with you, but I might need to think on that. Um, I but, yeah. I do think if it's more like more paranormal romance that I I yeah than it looks. I think it might be the covers that throw people off. I think that's what it is, and these self published covers are even like more cozy looking than yeah. The, wow. yeah the new traditionally published ones. Yeah, and I think it's like the des- it's described as good for fans of Legends and Lattes about a woman who wants to just like live in peace on her farm. So I can see okay. yeah. why people think this. None of us have read it yet. Yeah, so no. I guess maybe once we read it, we'll, we'll get back to you. But yeah. The author herself came out and was just like, I don't think my books are cozy, but I mean, all to you. Fair. <laughs> Listen, cozy can mean different things to different yeah, people, probably. Exactly. It's, even, it's an even more nebulous genre description than romance or fantasy i would say mm-hmm. yeah okay if you liked this chapter of midlight crisis um and want to help me clean up all of these orbies please <laughs> consider rating and reviewing us on spotify or your podcatcher of choice you can talk to us and find fun related content on social media we are at midlight pod on facebook instagram twitter tiktok tumblr and blue sky and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website midlightpod.podbean.com and on youtube and to quote Max with us learning that Nudge wants to be a marine biologist when she grows up. Uh, Kel Kwinky Dink? Kwinky Dink? Kwinky Dink? Kwinky Dink? Kwinky Dink? Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yes. You know, like the thing that people say. Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah. Kowinky dink. Kowinky dink. Kowinky dink.
Kalkoinkidink. Kalkoinkidink. I think that's funnier because I'm known yep. to mispronounce everything. So we're going to keep that yep. as is. Yeah, we, we picked a book that didn't have any made up words for Sam to struggle over. And yet. And yet we found the one. For, we found the one. For someone who loves to read, I sure can't read. <laughs> I'm getting that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs>